Hello, sweet one. First, I'd like to apologize in case you hear the construction outside my home. It's been going on basically all day and night for the past couple of days, and I'm sure that you have similar distractions in your neighborhood as well. But please try to block out anything other than my voice, as I have some things I want to share with you. What is a neighborhood? I decided to talk about this today because many people had contacted me to tell me that Mother's Day was a difficult day for them, for they were separated from their mother due to distance, and felt like nothing is the same in their new place. And that got me thinking about neighborhood. There is a phrase that I miss so much from when I was younger, and that phrase is, "What neighborhood?" Do you live in? How fortunate I was to say that I grew up in the time of neighborhoods, when people took pride in greeting their neighbor and being a good neighbor in return. Sadly, in many transient places throughout America, the current generation and those to come are robbed of the unique presence and personality of a neighborhood. Something that I here in my hometown may take for granted. For it is woven into the basic fabric, and so intrinsically a part of me and others, as our own breathing is, that we may not notice it, even though it is something vital to our very existence. Growing up, my neighborhood was filled with powerhouses in the business world, and then on the opposite side of the spectrum was my family, and Air Force family whose father had volunteered. To help save lives in Vietnam, and therefore, while serving in the front lines, he located us here in the safety of this area. And although my father's career was distinguished, we were not of the fame and the fortune of our neighbors, and yet, they all welcomed us to the block, as if we were equals. For you see, we were all equals. They knew this, and more importantly, they practiced what they believed. And what they believed is that money does not make a person, nor does fame. Good neighbors are all equals, and believe in doing good for each other equally. The only difference from one neighborhood to another is the willingness of its participants to make for a cohesive bond of love and sharing. And concern for one another. And so, sweet one, this story is not to brag about the powerhouses, or to reflect on the personality of my neighborhood, but to remind you that no matter how far away from home you are, you can make your own neighborhood—one that shows all what really matters in life, the things one should be most proud of. Is your interactions with your fellow man, and having everyone on an equal footing, caring and giving equally, where no one feels superior to another based on haves or have-nots. Interactions so strong and woven so tightly, so as to lay the strong fabric that will help align other sense of priorities in life. Today. What can you do to work toward building a neighborhood, 
a place that is safe and warm and inviting, a place where you feel content and fortunate to have embraced and developed the concept of neighbor and neighborhood. Remember the change that you want begins with you. I know it seems like an impossible feat, but trust me, it is contagious and once you start, it will have a snowball effect. Perhaps begin easy by saying hello to a neighbor. Or, if your neighbor is elderly, perhaps bringing over a meal or taking their garbage to the curb. There are so many things that you can do that show that you care. And in return, you will find the same type of emotions given back to you. For all people, on their very basic level, just want to be loved and give love. If you remember the Leo Tolstoy story I told you, you know that that is true. And so, for all of you who contacted me and said that Mother's Day was difficult because you were missing your mom because of distance and missing your old neighborhood, remember that you have a chance to not only visit your mother on any day of the year, it doesn't matter if it's Mother's Day, for any day that you were rejoined with her is a day of celebration. And always hold on tight to the memories of your neighborhood and make sure to advance that forward and make a new neighborhood at wherever it is that you live. A neighborhood is like a second family. You must embrace it and work hard for it and it will grow and show you all of its wonders. And now I would like to tell you about my sponsor. My sponsor is a tea company, but it is not an ordinary tea company, for they are extraordinary in not only their inventory, but in their beliefs in helping this world to be a better place. They are Plum Deluxe, and they can be found at PlumDeluxe.com. This tea company has such an amazing selection of teas, including their sleepy teas, such as their classic Cuddle Time Tea, which is chamomile, vanilla, and peppermint, or the nightcap that works wonders with valerian root and peppermint, or what about the calm and fruity tranquil peach, which is peach and chamomile? And then there's a chamomile with tart and crisp lemon notes, which is called Cozy Tranquil Dream. And that is with rosehip and lemongrass and chamomile. And then there is the calm chamomile, which is lavender, rose, and chamomile. It is the most floral of the bunch. And they also have a huge variety of herbal teas and wonderful flavors with an amazing taste. Besides the calming effects of teas, numerous studies, including those at Penn Medicine, have found that teas boost your immune system and help your heart. There are so many benefits to tea. And here's one more. When you buy tea from PlumDeluxe.com, they get the chance once more to show 
how they care about making this world a better place to live. You see, they're not paying me a dime for this ad. Rather, they're going to be sending teas to the Crime Victims Assistance Center. They provide counseling and assistance and education. Please go to PlumDeluxe.com. You'll be amazed at their selection and the quality of their teas. As you know, I've shared with you different stories from around the world, including fables and poems and short stories from a variety of authors. And today, I found a book that I thought was interesting and I wanted to share it with you. It's taken a look back at the perspective of an organization that we all know. The book is entitled the American Red Cross textbook on home hygiene and care of the sick, and it was published in 1909. I wanted to take a look at family life and see how it is that people back then looked at the family unit. The home constitutes the most important part of the environment for most people. This is especially true for children since they spend the greater part of their time in and about the home and get their foundations upon which their latter health depends. It is true in relation to mental as well as the physical health. Wholesome family relationships, good cheer, and contentment at home will carry over into the child's later life a greater poise and a finer character. It is in the home chiefly that the boy or girl learns the art of living. Wholesome family relationships wholesome family relationships. To those older members who work outside the home, the home should be a place of serenity, rest, and recuperation with a surety of understanding and tolerance. The home is fundamental for the benefit of the child, and to him it should be a possession toward whose welfare he feels himself a vital contributor. To take part in the business of the household is extremely helpful to the child from the standpoint of mental hygiene, a sense of importance not because of himself, but because of what he gives, makes for sane and responsible character development. A mother has gone far in the establishment of a wholesome atmosphere in her home when the spirit of cooperation is obtained. Another means of maintaining wholesome family relationships is a provision for privacy for each member of the family a place where one may be alone and feel that one's special personal possessions are safe. School children who study at home need such a place. For younger children, pets often furnish a wholesome interest and energy outlet which makes for contentment. Small money-making enterprises or perhaps money allowances with budgeting accounts helping older children to develop a sense of responsibility in regard to family finances. Good manners, as well as a habit of kindly thought on the part of the elders, makes for reflected courtesy and consideration in the children. Relationships in the home are more wholesome when the doors and windows are kept open, figuratively speaking, for the entrance of the neighborhood enterprises. Although the child should take an interest in worthy undertakings 
outside of the home. He should receive his first lessons on social and civic conduct in his own home. Good homes are not accidental. Where children are well and happy, with a family habit of courtesy and kindly thinking, one always finds in the background a woman who is thoughtful and understanding, and who is efficient in a very special way. One who is a good housekeeper, as well as a good house. Keeper, this keeping alive of spiritual values in the home, so that the peace and happiness dwell within its walls, the charm from the skies that is not met with anywhere else, is one of the finest things a woman can contribute. Planning a modest home, few people take any part in the construction of their own home, but the homemaker often has an opportunity to choose among a number of places. In doing this, it is important for her to remember that rooms where sunshine never enters are unfit for continued occupation, and that sleeping rooms, in order to be healthful, should have a circulation of air. For children in particular, fresh air and sunshine are essential. A yard is greatly to be desired. So is a good neighborhood accessible to a church and a school. A sanitary water supply and good sewage are essential. Comfort, cleanliness, and order make an efficient home. The number in the family determine the amount of the floor space and the number of rooms needed. If there are older children, a place in which they could entertain their friends should be kept in mind when planning. Again, in almost every situation, a great saving of labor. And of extra steps may be made by allotting the rooms at the beginning, with an eye to the normal routine life of the household. As far as practical, the rooms used for service should be adjacent to each other and conveniently near to those used for recreation and family life, while those used for rest and sleep should be more remote. That's a little glimpse into how the American Red Cross sees home hygiene and the care of the sick, in a 1909 book that they wrote. Now I know a lot of this is outdated, in the way that we view the world today. It is not just a woman's place in a home, but it is a family's place, and home does not represent a physical space, but rather an emotional and a spiritual awakening. But what I do like about this book is they see the same important concepts that we talk about today, about making sure that everyone has value, making sure that everyone feels safe, and making sure that everyone is happy. And in this book, just like in today, we know that happiness does not come by accident. It is something that we work for each and every day. Some days it will be harder than others to be happy, and on those days we may need the support of our friends and our family and our religion. And we should never forget to spend time to meditate, and when times are the hardest, look for the good that the day has brought. I once heard someone say that the Lord has done something amazing, that while I slept. The Lord created a new day for me. While I slept, the Lord created a new day for me. Think about that.
Every day is new, and it is just for you. What will you do with your day to make it wonderful and make it a happy one for not only you, but also for those that you encounter throughout? I hope that you sleep well, and in the morning it brings you happiness and all that you desire. And now it is time to get some rest. Good night.